Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Hello, Gotham. Joker's back in town. I'm not wearing hockey pants. And now you're listening to the new and improved Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast with your host, Alfred. No! What is going on, OTC listeners? Another episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast is in your life today. We are now, what day is it? It's January 27th. No UFC, no football going on. So I thought it would be the perfect time to entertain you, the fans, the listeners, on this Saturday night on everything of what's been going on in the world of comic book movies, games, shows, whatever the case may be. You know what's funny? On the very last episode of what we did, it literally took me after. If you've seen my TikTok For one thing, I wanted to do a TikTok live, and apparently I didn't know that in order for you to go live, you need to have a thousand followers. So, how insignificant do I feel on that part? And then on top of all that, I realized I didn't have my microphone on. So if you listen to the entire podcast, the entire 40-minute podcast episode, and if it sounded so different from everything else, now you understand why. The fact that I used the computer mic as opposed to my actual shotgun microphone. So, <laughs> oh my goodness. Like, it's, you know what it is? Not to make any excuses, but I'm going to make excuses. You know what it is? On the simple fact that I was so excited to do the live I was so excited to like rush and like try to do something new, try to do something creative and innovative. And of course, like anything else, it just went to shit. It just went to shit. But hey, I'm learning. And that's why we do this. We do this, we adapt, we try to overcome, and then we do what we do on any given occasion. And it's why we continue to do the things we do, even though I already said that. (laughs) (laughs) But I hope you guys are having a fabulous time. I know the comic book world has been going a little bit quiet recently. I know that the Justice League game, the video game, is going to be coming out for the PS5 sometime next month, if I'm not mistaken. I haven't seen any trailers for it. I rarely watch any gameplays anymore for anything coming out because, for the simple reason, I don't want to get spoiled with movies or anything else. And it's already getting a lot of backlash. And I really don't understand why. I think it's one of those things where either the story is decent or the story is not good or maybe the gameplay may not be good or maybe you can justify the fact on how you can easily beat Superman and Batman and everybody else at their fullest. So, I don't know. If you've watched the trailers already and if you've watched the, I'd say, the, whatchamacallit, the gameplay itself... And whether you like it or not, it's it's maybe it's your cup of tea, maybe not. I also know that the Arkham Origins, not the Arkham Origins, the Arkham Trilogy for Batman is now on Nintendo. And as much as I really, really want to buy the game for Nintendo and replay it from scratch, I feel like I'm going to not go along and actually go through with it for the simple reason why. When Mortal Kombat 1 actually got released onto Nintendo, and basically, let me just put it straight forward, the graphics looked like dog shit. It did not transfer very well at all. The, it, 
the the if, if you watch Melina's face and how the eyes were and how it it's just it, I I can't really describe it in detail, but it was a mess. It really is. You go on YouTube right now and you look up on the graphics and the gameplay in terms of how it is and compare it to playstation 5 graphics with the nintendo graphics it looked horrible it really really did and i'm not saying every game that gets transferred is like that but the decrease in quality is night and day and i'm afraid that's going to happen with the arkham origins games not to mention i still have my ps4 and i still have the game so i might as well play it on that as opposed to getting it smaller. Yeah, it's portable, but I'd rather be in my house where I am. And if I want to play a video game, I'd rather do that. But to each their own. To each their own. You know, it's up to you. It's whatever you decide and it's whatever you want to do. But enough of that. What's been going on in the comic book news and stuff, everything else? Daredevil Born Again. I know I spoke about this on my podcast. And the funny thing was, <laughs> here's, a, here's an interesting thing. So, I go on my TikTok, right? And as you know, or maybe you don't know already, I do my reaction videos. I used to do it on YouTube. I tried to do it on YouTube for a few times. And where I lived before coming out to North Carolina, it just didn't work. I kept on getting distracted. There was a lot of noise going on in the background. Everything was just going to shit. It was so easier for me to just upload up to 10 minutes on TikTok for me to find or for me to gather a following that way. Because I'm still trying to build my brand. I'm still trying to increase my engagement and everything else. This one guy or girl or I don't care uh, basically watched the whole three minute video on TikTok, right? And throughout the entire time, I was basically praising the fact that Wilson Bethel, a.k.a. Point Dexter, a.k.a. Bullseye, is coming back and is now a part of Deadpool Born Again. So let this, you know, before I continue on, remember, we now have Matt. We now have Foggy. We now have Karen. We have Kingpin. We have the Punisher. We have other characters. Now we have Point Dexter. We have Bullseye. Coming back. So in a way, they're essentially continuing on with Deadpool, Deadpool, I'm sorry, Daredevil Season 4 onto Daredevil Born Again under Disney+. Plus, Under, you know, the, the reign of the MCU, which I am all happy about. Because since a few months ago, when they fired the writers and Kevin Feige decided to reboot the entire thing... This is what the fans were wanting. This is what the fans were talking about. Now, back to my story. When I spoke on a three-minute video, and I was excited. I, I was excited on everything of what they were doing. I had an example. Once again, I know it's a broken record to you. I had an example of what they were doing with the characters and how underutilized they were in terms of doing them. And one example that I chose was Matt Murdock in She-Hulk Season 2. I'm sorry. Season 1. There will be no Season 2. <laughs> Over-budgeted. She-Hulk Season 1. And you guys know full well how much I hate the series. You guys know full well on how I hate the creative decisions of what happened with that show. And this person decided to focus on that one little aspect in the entire 3-minute video. Now, in my opinion, as the whole point of it was to focus on bullseye coming back to the show 
the fact that this person only focused on one little thing that was like maybe 15, 20 seconds long, 30 seconds at best, in a whole three-minute video actually told me much more of what happened or what this person actually valued. Saying something along the lines of, oh my God, in this entire three-minute video that... I, you know what? I, I got to bring it up right now. <laughs> I actually have it in front of me, and I want to see if I can actually say this verbatim, word by word, and see exactly what they were trying to do. Let's see. Uh, bullseye is back. And let me just... Uh, there you go. Uh, here we go. Yep. And and I quote this person. I'm not going to name any names. I'm not going to name any names, but this person... Dude, your entire take just boiled down to I didn't like She-Hulk because it printed out my own personal flaws. Meh. <laughs> That's what I pictured. Meh. <laughs> and I said, I made it very clear on my podcast many times over that I hated She-Hulk. You focused on that point alone in a whole three-minute video. That says a lot. Just because you have a podcast doesn't mean you have a good take or objective opinion on a media. Three minutes was enough for me. And I'm like, dude, I never said I had a good take. An opinion is an opinion. You clearly don't agree. That's completely fine. It ain't going to stop me in any single way. Peace sign to you. Peace sign to your family. Peace sign to your cow. Peace sign to everybody. Now, that last part was added in. But here's the point that I'm trying to make. If you're going to have a reaction to whatever I say, if you're going to re- have a reaction to my videos or whatever the case may be, like, it's cool if you have your own opinion about it, but don't be an asshole. Just just don't. Because then I'm going to have to literally target you right back. Like, it's, it's just the way it is. I said it all the time. If you have any comments, concerns, or questions in any single way, let's have a civil converse, uh, conversation. Let's have a grown-up conversation. If you disagree with me in any way, shape, or form, I'm completely fine with that. But don't get on my platform and don't get on my videos and then think that I'm pointing this out because of my own flaws. Because I don't have any flaws in terms of... That sounds a little pretentious, a little bit egotistical. I do have flaws. (laughs) But in the video, I pretty much said this person was essentially pointing out to a point that I made in the video where I said along the lines of every man with the exception of Matt Murdock was essentially a troll, an incel, a bad guy, uh, disingenuous, you know. It, this show basically shitted on all men. And it's fine, you know. The, the thing about, I realized when it comes to media in general, whether it's movies or whether it comes to TV shows, it's so easy, and I don't know why this happens. It's so easy to make fun of men because we can take it. Is it a form of bullying? Yeah, you can say that. Is it a form of, hey, you know, we got to lighten up and do everything else? Yeah, you can say that too. But the show, what I was trying to get at is it essentially shit all over men with the exception of Matt Murdock. And not that I focus or yell for equality even though there's a huge part of me that doesn't believe that it exists when it comes to social structure and stature there are a lot of things that women can do that men can't do and vice versa so there's no equality with that imagine if the roles were reversed 
Imagine how much of a backlash that would that show would have gotten if the roles had been reversed. So that was only the point that I was trying to make. And I don't even know why I'm even talking about this because I'm just basically focusing on <laughs> what this person decided to say against me. But it's like I said, everyone has their opinion. Everyone has their, you know, just look, bottom line, I'm going to end this right now. Don't be an asshole. Okay. You have a comment, you have a question, you have a concern, come to me, let's talk about it like men or people, and just, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. Anyway, back to what I was trying to say. Daredevil Born Again. The fact that you have all these characters coming together and now Twitter has been blowing, or X, has been blowing up with a lot of behind-the-scenes photos and a lot of behind-the-scenes footage. Not footage, but more, you know, photography. And uh, I have to say, I'm I'm rooting for I'm rooting for Marvel on this one. I really am. I'm rooting for the MCU on this one. I think, and maybe I'm maybe I'm a little bit too naive, or maybe I'm a little bit hopeful. But at the same time, I have to I have to have some hope. I really do. A friend of mine from the voiceover community, and I give him all the major props, and he said something to me along the lines of, "Dude." And I think I said this before, where it's like, the more I focus on Marvel, and the more that I focus on the MCU, it kind of feels like being in a toxic relationship in some single way. Where you know that they were so good in the very beginning of the relationship, 10 years of the relationship, and the last few years, they've shown their true colors. They became worse and worse and worse. But then you're just hoping. You're just praying that in some particular way they have to change because you remember the good times. You remember the great times. It feels like this is a psychology lesson in a very particular way. And the fact is I can't help it because I'm a fan. And if you're listening to this, I know you're a fan too. So in a way, I am rooting for this. I do want this to succeed. But... If they fail again and they go through the whole DEI thing, the diversity, you know, um, entre- not entrepreneurship, uh, inclusion and equality and everything else, and they focus so much more on the identity politics and they focus on that, if this show turns out to be another version of She-Hulk or another version of what we saw partially with Echo or anything else that came before it, I think it's going to be that catalyst that's going to make me go, you know what, I'm done. And I know I've said that before when it came to, whatchamacallit, Secret Invasion, which was the worst piece of shit content of last year. I'm trying to root for this best I can. I'm trying to have a good heart. I'm trying to be hopeful on this. I really am. And it's pretty much all I have to say. Congratulations to every single person that came back for the show. All the actors, because I know that the actress for Karen Page, I believe her name is Deborah Ann. I believe that's her name. Sorry if I mispronounce it or if I mistaken it in any way. But the actress had played uh, Karen, Karen Page. She said along an interview or along on a podcast where they did not really have a conclusion with Daredevil Season 3. To the fans, it ended on a high. But to them, behind the scenes, you can imagine there was no conclusion. There was no finish. 
because they really believed that they were going to go ahead with season four before Marvel Netflix had to cancel and then it was going to be bought back by Marvel Disney. So I'm excited for this. I really am. I'm hopeful. And I just can't wait for the show to drop. And it's probably going to be... It, it's literally my one of my most anticipated shows to cover because I love Daredevil. I love the show. I really do. Moving on. Spider-Man 4. I also talked about this a little bit on my TikTok. And I said that the MCU and Sony have some kind of disagreement going on here. And it comes along in terms of what they're going to do with Spider-Man 4. Tom Holland and Kevin Feige wants to expand Spider-Man 4 in being more grounded, in being more realistic in terms of, not realistic, but you know what I mean, in terms of street-level ground and just focusing on all the hardships and continuing the hardships with Spider-Man. They're going to bring back a new villain that has not hit the big screen yet. My money is on Hobgoblin. So it could be Mr. Negative. It could be someone else. My money is on Hobgoblin. Sony, on the other hand, has a different, a very different point of view. They want to bring back Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. Because of the success of what Spider-Man No Way Home did, they want to bring them back and... I don't most likely going to have another multiverse storyline, but they basically want to make it as big and as awesome as what it was. And it's one of those things where I say, not what I say, but it's one of those moments where you have to think to yourself, if it's not broken, don't fix it. And the movie made over a billion dollars. No Way Home was phenomenal. It was a gem. You could still go on YouTube and replay a few scenes from the movie and in and of itself. The three of them talking on the rooftop. The three of them talking about their favorite villains. The three of them actually trying to work together because none of them, with the exception of Tom Holland's MCU, MCU Peter, having any experience of what it's like to work with a team. Go on any single YouTube, and I'm sure you do, any video on YouTube right now where it's like, you know what? I love watching this. I love rewatching the movie. I love the fact that this movie was even made. Stanley's vision, if he, God rest his soul, if he was here, he would be forever proud. And not just him, Steve Ditko, the co-creator of Spider-Man. They would be proud in what their legacy has became with this character. Because Spider-Man is monumental. But yet, Sony wants to come out and basically create the same magic again with the three characters. Now, I look at that, and I know a lot of people have their point of view, and I know a lot of people have their own opinion in terms of what should be done. There are some of you that it goes, well, yes, of course. If it worked before, it should work again. It Again, it should work again. You know, if you can capture lightning in a bottle twice, then why not? Why have you? But the problem with that is, if you're going to do that, there has to be a strong, specific reason. You can't just bring back these two characters just for shits and giggles, or just for nostalgia, or just for, hey, the fans loved it the first time, how about the fans can love it the second time? This is the problem of what Sony is going on with their characters in bringing back or doing certain storylines just for the hell of it, when there's no grounded, specific reason in terms of why they should bring them back. They brought them back in the first time because they were the two brothers 
the alter egos, not the alter egos, the alternatives, the alternate selves to make sure that their young brother, MCU Peter, would not go down the same dark path that they both have experienced. And it would help him become the true Spider-Man in what he was. So you bring back these two characters again. What's the reason? Is it going to be another multiversal threat? Are we going to include the other Spider characters? Gwen Stacy, Miles Morales, Miguel O'Hara. Are they going to have their live action debuts? Is it going to be another multiversal thing going on? If you're going to bring them back for Secret Wars, I fully get it. I fully understand. If Secret Wars, 100%. But Spider-Man 4? What's the reason? I can't pinpoint what the reason it would be. Unless you're going to continue on the Spider-Man comic storyline once again, in their multiversal storylines, the same you would with Into the Spider-Verse. But the thing with Into the Spider-Verse is, even though it's a, a an amalgamation of those Spider-Characters, the focus is still on Miles Morales. So if you're going to do that with MCU Spider-Man, again, you have to have a reason. So, I don't know. I'm stumped. I am stumped on this one. I hope, I hope they are able to figure it out and it's just not a, oh, we're bringing them back because we're bringing them back. Like, no, that's not enough. Storytelling 101, make me care about these characters. I love them. I do. Have a reason. That's all I got to say. Continuing on for the final thing to talk about today, Deadpool 3 has finally been wrapped. And as we know, the movie is still debuting, debuting, it's still hitting the big screen on July 26th. Not my birthday weekend, but still a couple of weeks or about 13, 11 days, 11 days after my birthday. And uh, it looked like they were having a lot of fun. It looked like they were having a great time. And uh, I swear, people have to stop. They really have to stop just spoiling shit behind the scenes. They have to stop. I understand you want your clicks. I understand you want your engagement. I understand you're trying to boost your stuff on Twitter or X or whatever. But you really have to stop because before when the whole technology thing even transpired, it was not like that. It was, hey, here's the movie that's coming out. You're going to be excited And you're going to have a very good time. And now it's just, oh, we've seen this rumor. We've seen this happen. And now when it happens, oh, it's not as revealing as it was. It It wasn't as surprising. It wasn't as entertaining. People have got to (laughs) stop. That's all I got to say. People got to stop. But even though I was against Hugh Jackman coming back as Wolverine at first because I loved Logan, it still makes me cry every time I look at the final scene with him and his daughter. It still makes me cry. It really does. Because it's such a great it's such a great movie. Logan by far top ten comic book films of all time. Possibly top five. Maybe your top five. So I know they said that they're not gonna touch Logan in any way. It's gonna be its own thing. 
all right, I accept that. I really do. And the fact that Hugh Jackman has his yellow suit and the fact that these two are having a blast with each other. They have great chemistry. Hugh Jackman and Ryan Reynolds. And I believe that chemistry is going to be played very well on on the big screen <laughs> for the movies. I can't wait. And to end it here, congratulations to you guys. I really hope you guys hit it out of the park. That's all I got to say about that. Before I end this podcast, I want to get something across my chest here. Uh, across my chest. <laughs> get something across my chest. Sounds so dirty. I want to get something off my chest here. For a while, I've been thinking about how I can increase this podcast. What else could I do in terms of putting myself out there for a comic book podcast like this and maybe hopefully monetize it, get some sponsors or affiliations or anything else. And there's a part of me that I believe you feel this too, have this has this feeling of imposter syndrome. And for me, it's one of those things where I kind of enjoy doing this as a hobby because it allows me to talk about what I love to talk about, comic book content. Granted, I don't follow every single thing of what goes on in comic book history, but I try to keep up and I try to deliver as much as I can for you. But now I'm at the point where I kind of want to advance to something new, Something something no one maybe has done, but something in my own way. I get sick and tired of talking about the negative aspects of the comic book industry. I'm tired of it. I really am. I'm tired of the fact that, again, this goes back to the whole forcing diversity down your throat and the identity politics and bad writing and incompetent directors and everything else. I want to go a different approach for a brand new podcast. I want to do something new. What I want to do, I want to get into the mindsets of certain directors, of certain creatives. I want them to share their stories on what they've been doing behind the scenes. And... I guess it goes back to the whole, the Marvels flopping and, you know, maybe the Sony movies continuing to be as lackluster as what they are, you know, with Madam Web coming out next month. And the fact that, again, you have these incompetent directors and blaming us, the fans, and you have these writers from She-Hulk and everything else. I guess for me, I just want to hear why they decide to do what they do. Is it their way of truly believing what they preach? Or is it something that they're told by from studios who are making the big decisions? Because let's face it, a lot of these shows have no showrunners. And a lot of these writers think literally one way. Because it never used to be this way back then. It never used to be this way. If there was a message to be held, it was subtle. And it was, it, it was through the art of storytelling. X-Men, classic example, was about discrimination. In a way, you can maybe put a hint of racism a little bit. Maybe a little bit. And uh, I I want to go into a different approach. How I'm going to do it, I don't know yet. 
If it was in LA, not that it would be easy, but if I was in LA, it'd be easier for me to have like a plan. So these are just, I'm just spitballing thoughts here. I really am. But it's my way of trying to do something new instead of just talking about the same negative thing over and over. So yeah, kind of where I want to go. And I know this podcast went on long enough. So sorry about that. That's all we have for today on this episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 Podcast. Once again, guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in as always. As I said, if you have questions, comments, or concerns, hit me up at Voice of Garcia on my Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram is Mike Garcia VO, because the first one got hacked. So it's Mike Garcia VO. And I'm gonna try to do shorter episodes and try to do them live. Try to do it on Instagram. Didn't really work. Might go back. I'll try to do TikTok again. We'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see. We'll see. Aside from that, have a great weekend. If you're going to watch the games tomorrow, let's go Ravens because my bills are gone. So let's go Ravens in beating the Chiefs. I know it's not a football podcast here, but I like the Ravens thanks to Teen Titans. (laughs) What? I love Tara Strong. Have a great weekend, guys. Always remember, when it comes to games, shows, movies, whatever the case may be, if you hear about it and you read about it, I talk about it controversial or otherwise. Stay safe. Till next time. I'm done. I'm through. Peace out.